it's common practice now for a lot of podcasts if they do contain swearing or particularly adult themes to put a warning at the start about the content and this podcast is all about swearing it's pretty much going to be all swearing like we can't reiterate enough how strong the language is going to be in this it's going to be big swears yeah and a lot of them excellent (laughs) (laughs) but it's important to emphasise to listeners, yeah. if you're listening to this around people you don't want to hear swear words used in front of, turn it off now. If you are easily offended, turn it off now. We're not going to be offensive, but we're going to be talking about things that people will certainly find offensive. There's no doubt about that. You won't be offensive, Steve. You never are. <laughs> but I may be offensive, and for that I'm warning you, do not listen. If you are easily offended, tell your dogs not to listen. Your kids definitely do not listen. And if you're of a sensitive nature, as Stephen has said, you do not listen. But for the rest of us, let's get f***ing on with it. That's what I say. Come on, let's have it. We can't have a swear in the morning. I can't. That would have been good, wouldn't it? Alright Steve, you fucker. Welcome to Effingham Blinding, a celebration of swearing. My name's Stephen Walsh. I'm Mickey Boyd. Uh, We'll be looking at the cultural origins of a lot of swear words, uh, our favourite usages of a lot of swear words, people who swear particularly well, great moments in swearing. We've done podcasts before. We have. You've done some with swearing. Yeah, the odd swear here and there. I've dropped the occasional bit and piece all over the place, but generally... I'm not a big swearer in that sort of way. Yeah. Like, I, I have no problem with swearing. I will happily swear. But I think if it, if I sort of appreciate the sort of space I'm in, I can not swear, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I, I like that about you, because I can't. I, I, I will drop <laughs> swear words with impunity, and I don't really know when I've done it. I can actually, right, right. You know you get people that drive a certain route home? Yeah. And they think, oh, where did I get here? I can go through... A paragraph of language and drop about eight to nine swears and not even realise I've done it. Right, it's only right. I've seen videos of myself and thought, crikey, I've swore about five times there in a minute. And it's, it's, no, it's not great, really. It's not, it shows a, a level of uh, immaturity, I think. But I also enjoy I think it. It though. depends on the context. Yeah, I, I can't what you're help saying, it. I can't but help I think it, it depends on the context. I think if people are knowingly swearing and thinking that's shocking, that's a lot less mature than someone who's just doing it quite naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. And I never used to swear in front of my mother and all the rest of that. I know that old like. Well, I think part of my thing about not using swear words that much does come from a specific incident quite early on where I wanted to watch Beverly Hills Cop oh, right. and get it out of the video shop. And my mum took me down to the video shop and I said, that's what I want to watch, Beverly Hills Cop. And she was like, it's 18, and I was like, I think it's just swearing. I don't think there's anything untoward in there. And it yeah. was. Yeah, it yeah. was 18 for the swearing. And my mum was like, it was for my birthday, actually. I think uh, she, she was like, you can watch this film, but I don't want to hear you use any of the words from right. the film. Right. And I was like, I promise. And I think, I can, I can honestly say, 
I can't ever remember swearing in front of my mum. I'll congratulate you on that, Steve. But I think, Joe, I think it was that thing. Yeah. I think my mum sort of showed me yeah. the trust to get the video out and sort yeah. of go, can I trust you not to do this? And I think it's sort of like, I appreciate, appreciate that so much. Because it's a cracking film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I think I appreciated that so much that I was like, oh, right, yeah. well, I just won't swear in yeah. front of my mum. And I say, I'm not a particularly sweary person, but... I will go to it, and I do like it. I do like. It. I do think some people are very good at it. Oh yeah, no, but to be fair, I say I never swore in front of my mother. As I got older, as I turned into an adult, obviously, we, me and my mother would sit there and just swear at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but in a very affectionate sort yeah, of way, very you know, natural, yeah, organic, like, yeah, affectionate she, way. Yeah. she was, uh, she was always quite up for a swear, me mother. You know, right, so, right, right. so I think it's almost like in that way, your mother set a parameter for you. Yeah, it's almost like I'm in, in a not in a negative way, in a different way. My mother's sort of like, yeah, you're an adult. I'll swear in fact it was almost right, like the, right. the um, a rite of passage yeah exactly like the, 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 that um, curtain had been dropped and you know, like, I will I will F and Jeff in front of you and you can do it back <laughs> as long as you, I never swore at her though you know what right, I mean absolutely, never, yeah, of course yeah. not that's, never, different. Never, and that's yeah. a different thing isn't it yeah. and as I say one of the things we'll be looking at on the show is the different contexts of swearing yeah. different yeah. usages different situations yeah. meaning that the same words that can be horrific in some situations uh, quite joyful in others. Yeah, definitely. Which sounds bizarre, oh, but no, and we've got a couple of great examples of that today. I think we really have. They are. I think these are the the, the great exponents of that that type. You know, one word. Can we? Are we going to say it? What, what, yeah, what, what, the word, today's words. Yeah. A cunt and fuck. Right. Yeah. And they're the two big ones. I think they so. are the strongest. We've we've started with the strongest. Yeah. We've started with the the ones that still have the greatest taboos around them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But. In both situations, there are affectionate, and I think we've sort of we showed that in the introduction. There are yeah. sort of affectionate things. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a, a great bit of phrasing in the um, definition of uh, cunt that I found online. So, cunt, when used with a positive qualifier, good, funny, clever, etc., yeah. in Britain, New Zealand, Australia, can convey a positive sense of the object or person referred to. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but that's, I, I know that from being in the pub. Just, you know, just usage. Yeah, you walk in the pub. Which is how language works. Yeah, and, and you walk in and I haven't seen Drew, a Scottish guy from Kilmarnock. He's a lovely fella, funniest fella in the world. Walk in there, I haven't seen him for three years, but he's not. You walk in there, you go, oh boy, do you cunt. How are you doing? You know what I mean? And I want it, I, I'm expecting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, but when he says the because word. Because he's not going to do that to a stranger. No, of course he's not. He's not going to do no. that to an acquaintance. He's no, going to exactly. do that to a friend. friend. Exactly. And the thing, exactly, and it's even the way he says the word, it's not cunt. Yeah. It's, it's almost as an A there, yeah, cunt. You know what I mean? Because he's Scottish, he's got a cunt. It's like, it's all, you know, it's still the same word. But it's got that sort of, like you say, a positive inflection on how he says it. And just softens it a yeah, little. Yeah, exactly. And, and one, as I say, one of the things that both of these words have in common are the hard cuz yeah, in them. And exactly. that gives them, can give them a real aggression. And I think what gives them an edge over um, other swears. Other swears. But again, we will go through them as the, as the uh, series goes on. Absolutely. But you're quite right. It's just that the word fuck, you've got an F at the front. F. Yeah. And then obviously the CK at the end. So you can really yeah. shape your mouth in exactly. a way to sort of really push yeah. it out it's there. It's bookended. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's really, and yeah. similarly with cunt. Yeah, So exactly. you've got the cut the, the and the t. Yeah, So exactly. you've got definite yeah. points to sort of bounce the sounds off. Exactly, yeah. And also, and I think, again, like you say, it's, it, I, I like the word cunt when it's used. Now, I would never... I, I, how can I put it? I've never even thought about using it as, as a, for a woman's uh, genitalia. Right, right, right. It just doesn't... To me, I don't see it. Like that. Well, there's an I mean. interesting point on that will come yeah. to later on yeah. as well. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. But yeah, and it's just, to me, it's like, even if, you, if you're driving or whatever, and somebody's like, and even when you call someone a company driving, 
Right. It's almost said in, in, a, in a, a, a funny and joyful way. Yeah. I look at that, oh, you shitty cunt. Like that. Right. You know it's I mean? offhand, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Rather than yeah. projected and yeah. deliberate and, and if, aggressive. And nine, I guarantee you, nine times out of ten when you use that C word, the cunt word, yeah, you don't actually say it to them. You'll say it about someone in a negative sense, but you don't say it to them to their face because there's still because that taboo exactly, still that thing exactly. Of, this escalates this discussion to a completely oh yeah and that's state. exactly got it in one escalates it yeah. to a so you could be looking at physical violence the, off the back of it it's the nuclear option oh it, <laughs> it's, it's, got it, one, it? Got it's the one where it's like Excellent. this is the button I push yeah. when I've got nothing else yeah, this to, is it, to go yeah. for yeah. what I want to do now is like fully yeah. uh, explain this and it is it's it's placing a conversation in a very specific context immediately. Either, as you say, with your mate in the pub, yeah. where you're like, hey, I'm in a safe place and I'm among friends yeah. because we can say anything to each other, yeah. as opposed to a complete stranger aggressively walking towards you saying that word. Yeah. Suddenly you're like, well, I'm in a very different situation. This is terrible and it's a good signal to get out of this place as quickly as possible. Or fight your way out, Steve. Which I think he's right. I think once someone calls you that, I think, like you say, it's the nuclear option. You have, you're going to go, start swinging. Well, I'm, I'm not advocating violence, by the way, but I think it just shows that you know you're at a certain level now that this could go very, very bandy, very quickly. And that's, that in a way, it's good to know someone uses that word. It's almost like, like you say, it's a trigger word, and this could go, I know this can go a bit pear-shaped. A good indicator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before we get into the swears themselves, let's uh, kick things off with a great moment in swearing. Yeah. This one, it's a famous one. Alec Baldwin makes a cameo appearance in David Mamet's Glengarry Glen Ross and basically comes in and in no uncertain terms tells a team of salesmen aged salesmen or uh, yeah men of a certain age yeah. all about themselves yeah you got leads Mitch and Murray paid good money get their names to sell them you can't close the leads you're given you can't close shit you are shit Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, because you are going out. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> you know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. So it's a brilliant clip. Yeah, it's, it's forceful, isn't it, to be yeah, fair? Yeah. yeah. And you, in, in a way, though, Steve, I think that's swearing that is most appropriate. Yeah. Not in the workplace nowadays, but for the time. <laughs> I mean, but, but, you know, for what he was trying to achieve, that's when you use the, you know, especially the, the F word, which he uses all the time. He's just right. fucking left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah. And he's using it, and he's, you know, and also you notice it's a clip, they're all at their seats. Right. And he's burying down so over them. Yeah, the rain and everything. It's just, it's, 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 a, it's a fantastic. Bit so, of a as you monologue. say, it's, it's forceful use of swearing within that scene yeah. and, and how it's framed and shot. But also, it's David Mamet. Yeah. So, in terms of the writing, and this is something that we'll, we'll talk about, I think, across a lot of the episodes, there's a, there's a poetry to it, there's a rhythm to it. Yeah. It's not a case of him just rattling out as many fucks as he can yeah. and calling them all different sorts of names. It's very deliberate yeah. punctuation and him making a point, landing on a point, aiming it directly at people uh, so it does it sells the scene it tells the story so well yeah, that's yeah. the thing it's it, it's an integral part of what makes that scene work and also you know about getting to uh, Gordon Gecko, all about it he, this guy wants results right but yeah, you know, yeah. he, he wants results in a bigger thing and I get why he wants it for the, for the company or whatever and he wants it for them 
Right. Because they're, they're getting old, these guys. Right. And basically, they're going to go. If they're not careful, they, you know, this could be the difference between them driving a decent car or the Hyundai. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's right, though. He's, sort of like, he's trying to sort of say, pull yourselves up. Right, you know what I mean? right. Fucking sort this out. Yeah, he seems almost offended yeah. at their sort of... The, the lethargy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. They're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. There'll be another one coming in to buy a house, whatever. No, you, you get them. You grab them. And I like, I like the way he did it, to be honest. It's a bit... Maybe it's a bit Tory, but you know, <laughs> but it's of its time, and that's what I like about it. That's, that's, that's actually just, that bookmarks the late 80s, early 90s to me. And it is such an iconic scene now. Like, there's a clip of uh, Alec Baldwin doing a sketch on Saturday Night Live where he's like uh, an elf who goes to visit the other elves, right. and it references <laughs> it not in exactly the same way. And even in a film this year, he's doing a kids' film this year called um, Boss Baby, oh, which right. is like a kids' animated film. and is him as a baby who's sort of like working to sort of like help other kids. I'm not too sure on the, the details, of it, but the important thing is there's a scene where he's doing a presentation yeah. and a kid picks up a cookie and he says to the kid, All right. put the cookie down, yeah. cookies are for closers. Right. And like, there's no way that the target, but it's one of those scenes that, yeah. you know, very common in the Pixar films now where it's for the parents. Yeah, yeah. And it it's was, for yeah. The, the people, the adults that have come I love things like that. So if all through his career from that point, it will just thread through. Absolutely. And that, that makes me want to think, should I go and watch 30 Rock again? Right, and yeah, see if yeah, yeah. In there Because he's a similar sort of character in a way there, yeah. and it may be a bit softer in 30 yeah. Rock. But yeah, I It'd like have it. to be softer. So let's get into the words themselves. Right. We'll open with fuck. Right. Which is probably not cunt stronger. Oh, but that, yeah. fuck has, I think, greater cultural resonance because it can appear more commonly. Yeah, definitely. And also, I think, uh, you're dead right, I think, and also it's more commonly used because it's not seen as more insulting, but it's much stronger than most other swear words as well. You know, I look at, we lose the scale, it's a school scale. Right, you know right, I mean? right. If you use that, you're, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to give a bit of um, background to it, according to the dictionary, fuck is an obscene English language word which refers to the act of sexual intercourse and is also commonly used as an intensifier or to denote disdain. In modern usage, the term fuck and its derivatives, such as fucker and fucking, can be used as a noun, a verb, an adjective, an interjection, or as an adverb. Yeah, so yeah, good work. Good, yeah, four uses. There. In terms of utility, yeah. You know, you're fucks, covered. fucks up there. Yeah, Fuck yeah is up definitely, there. you're covered. There are many common phrases that employ the word as well as compounds that incorporate it, such as motherfucker, fuckwit, and fucknut. There you go. I'm the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's true, though, isn't it? It's, 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 it's a great, you know, like you, you can chuck anything with it. It's the beauty of language. Yeah. It's the idea that you have a word and in a very basic language, this word means this. Yeah. And the beauty of a language like English is the fact that you have flexibility. You have a thing where it can mean this, and it's all about context. As we say, specifically, you know, where it occurs within a sentence, but also the larger social context. There's so much that can be added in terms of layers of meaning to what is seen as a coarse, vulgar, and simple word. Yeah, well, they seem to be used with, like, companies. I won't say the company, but they've just swapped two letters around, and yeah. there you go, they're yeah. confident enough. Yeah, yeah, it says it all, doesn't it? You know? And it works. You yeah, know, of course it does. You've not named a company, but I no. know who you're talking about. Yeah, and I exactly. The majority of listeners would. Yeah, if, you're, if you're from the company, we are looking for sponsors. Yeah, so. we most <laughs> certainly are. Massively, yeah. And free uh, Perfume Man t-shirts. Yeah. In 2015, Dr. Paul Booth claimed to have found possibly the earliest known use of the word fuck that, was clearly, that clearly has a sexual connotation in English court records of 1310 to 1311. 
A man local to Chester is referred to as Roger Fuck by the Naval. <laughs> What's he saying? Fuck, fuck by, by the, the Naval. naval. All, all one word. Yeah. Fuck by the Naval. Brilliant. Probably a nickname. Either this refers to an ex- inexperienced copulator referring to someone trying to have sex with the navel, yeah. or it's a rather extravagant explanation for a dimwit. Someone so stupid they think this is the way to have sex, Brilliant. says Booth. An earlier name, that of John LaFucker, recorded in 1278, has been the subject of debate, but it's thought by many to have had some separate and non-sexual origin. But I love that a uh, guy might have actually been fucking a woman's uh, belly button. Yeah. Thinking he's getting his end away. <laughs> Roger fuck by the navel. Yeah. And fair play to the girl, she must be thinking, okay, you know, I love this fella, but he's as thick as all shit. But also, uh, if she's not the brightest, she's like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is it. I'm this pregnant. Is, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. Some urban legends. Yeah. The most common urban legends around the word fuck uh, has that it came from Irish law. All right. Yeah. If a couple were caught committed, uh, committing adultery, they would be punished for unlawful carnal knowledge. All right. They could also be accused of for unlawful carnal knowledge in the nude with F-U-C-K-I-N written in the stocks above them to denote the crime. All right. So we get the word fucking. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it's that. not true. It's not I'm true, not having it? that. I'm not having that. But what, it's, it's a good one, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good, it, yeah. a good bit yeah. of battle. Yeah. Similarly, there's another theory, which is that of royal permission. So during the Black Death in the Middle Ages, towns were trying to control populations and their interactions. Since uncontaminated resources were scarce, supposedly many towns required permission to have children. All right. Hence, the legend goes that couples that were having children were required to first obtain royal permission, usually from a local magistrate or lord, and then place a sign somewhere visible from the road in their home that said, Fornicating under consent of king, which was later shortened to... Fuck. <laughs> no, I'm not having That's absolute nonsense. <laughs> That's nonsense. It is. It's a good one. It is a good one. One of the things, obviously, to do with swearing is is censorship, you know, beeping out swear words, working around it. Yeah. You get television dubs, which are usually hilarious. Yeah. One of the most famous, one of my favourites, uh, involves a scene from The Big Lebowski, a film which uses swearing as beautifully as any any film ever. Like yeah. So natural, so organic. The characters are constantly swearing. How many swears in the film? I counted up myself, Steve. Right. 308. Right. It's something like two and a half swears per minute. Yeah. Which is, you know, brilliant. That's excellent. Yeah. But in a way where it's not, again, when you're watching the film, there's definitely a load of swearing, but it doesn't feel gratuitous. No. It doesn't feel unnecessary. It feels very natural for these characters to be talking like that. And... You have characters like Walter, who's a John Goodman character, who is very aggressive, but the dude, who's quite a laid-back guy, yeah. just swears very naturally, yeah. but not in any angry way, just as a, a form of punctuation for his, his uh, sentences. There's one scene at the end where the stranger says to the dude, you know, do you need to curse so much? <laughs> and his response is, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And not trying to be clever or yeah, trying yeah. to be aggressive or trying to be smart. Just that's, that's his it. natural thing to it. We're going to have a look at a clip now uh, for another famous scene in the film where Walter is smashing up a car that he thinks belongs to a teenager who's holding out some information on him. Belongs to someone else, but he's doing some swearing while he's smashing up the car. He's saying in the original clip, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. But for television purposes, it's changed to this. Here you go, Larry. You see what happens? 
You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens? This is what happens, Larry. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? This is what happens. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry? This is what happens when you feed him scrambled eggs. This is what happens, Larry? This is what happens when you fool a stranger. What the hell are you doing, man? Stop oh, it! So in that clip there, the sensors have got round the swears by using, you know, other natural dialogue. So as Water smashed up the car, yeah. he says, you know, Larry, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's normal. Yeah. We didn't say that, didn't we? It's ridiculous. Um, I think Feed a Soldier, yeah, Scrambled, Scrambled Eggs, eggs yeah. is another one that they managed uh, to work in there. Because I, I don't know when have you've lost your temper, Steve. I, I, I always <laughs> think about Feeding a Soldier, Scrambled Eggs. I'm I, always like, wow, what? this is just like that time with the stranger <laughs> in the Alps <laughs> I found. This is exactly yeah. the same. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'd not be afraid, you'd be better off to put a warning up. Well, it's just the thing as well of, as I say, for me in The Big Lebowski, the swearing is quite beautiful. Yeah. Like, by sort of like jarring this across it yeah. you're sort of spoiling something quite nice yeah. rather than saving anyone something you're spoiling this this quite wonderful thing that again you know as I say like with Mamet with uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross this is the Coen brothers yeah. that have written this they're not morons they're not just sort of like swearing just to sort, sort of, of like it, yeah. flicking V's out the back of a bus they're yeah. you know they're using language in a very de uh, uh, very deliberate and wonderful way, yeah, to get the the story across and to like you know show you the characters and you know like to fill them out a bit, you know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Cunt is a vulgar word for female genitalia and is also used as a term of disparagement. Reflecting different national usages, cunt is described as an unpleasant or stupid person in the compact Oxford English Dictionary. Whereas Merriam-Webster indicates that it's usually disparaging an obscene term for a woman or an offensive way to refer to a woman in the United States. So, in England, yeah. it's seen as a derisory term for people in general. Yeah. But in America, it's seen as something targeted towards women. Which is probably why the taboo is still much stronger in the States than it is in the UK, I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talk about people using that word, the word cunt, so I've done this, I've done this. But when, <laughs> Skirting around yeah, it. Yeah. In America, when they say it, they don't, it's almost like it, it's, it's an obstacle in their mouth. Right. And that really feeds into what you're saying. Is yeah, like, yeah. I, I know, I remember watching De Niro in Casino when he calls, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. The, 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 the blonde girl, not fight, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, it'll come to me. Sharon anyway, Stone. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, Sharon Stone. Dead on. He's in the and he calls her a cunt. Right. And no, to my mind, De Niro is one of the top actors. Right. So, yeah. You know, yeah. He's and a man actor. who can swear. Yeah, exactly. But even when he says it, it's almost it's fighting its way out of his mouth. He's like, right, right. He goes, "You cunt," like this. Whereas, like you say over here, "Oh, you shitty cunt." Right. And yeah, it, it yeah, really, yeah. we really do use it. I think in its best form over here. Whereas over there, they've got a problem with it. You know what I mean? I think we we get the most out of it. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of a, a context in a piece of like American culture where cunt is used as anything other than as an aggressive form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and was, as you say, it's a waste, isn't it, to it have is. that word available and not be able to sort of like yeah. stretch it, its usage. And as, I'm, as much I'm, as I'm, again, I'm not saying it to be 
liberal or whatever, I never think of it as a woman's genitalia. Right, no, yeah, yeah. It doesn't occur to me. No, because it's... We've gone so much further. As I say, language has placed so many other meanings and contexts upon it that it's sort of grown beyond this one particular specific meaning to having a sort of greater flexibility. But interestingly enough, I wouldn't use it in front of a woman. Right. But with the exception of my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Because she will use it you know what I mean? But again, it's not... But know. it's interesting, from a feminist perspective, there's yeah. a lot of, of talk, you know, as you'd imagine, around this word. Yeah. Um, many feminists advocate uh, its usage right. as a form of reclamation, yeah, to sort like, of yeah. depower it. Yeah, absolutely. But Jermaine Greer, um found this fascinating uh, point from Jermaine Greer, where <laughs> she talks about the fact that Cunt is seen as a vulgar and obscene word that should never be used to refer to a woman's genitalia. Yeah. But for her, it's less offensive than the word vagina. Right, okay. Because vagina, in its Latin origins, means scabbard. Scabbard, yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. So if you're saying vagina, you're placing it very much within a context where this is a place... Yeah. For a man's penis to go into. To go into it and nothing else. That's what it's yeah. for. Maybe for other things, but essentially, yeah. Yeah. its primary purpose, yeah. the way you should refer to it correctly, yeah. using the medical term, is purely as this thing. Yeah. And it's not even a case of seeing it as a place, you know, it's interesting that the emphasis is on that rather than seeing it as, you know, the uh, the birth canal. Yeah. You know, rather yeah. than a place where life emerges from, yeah. it's seen as a place for a man, a man to use, yeah. a man to get use of, to, to use as a place to put something that belongs to him. Yeah, exactly. So, and on that basis, you sort of go, if you look at it culturally, vagina is a more offensive word than cunt. Yeah. If you look at it purely in yeah. terms of like usage and origins, yeah. I think that vagina has a much worse connotation yeah. than cunt. But the social taboo and the, the, the sort of scaffold that's built around it means that, you know, it's, you can't make that argument. You can't go onto the BBC and go, oh. can you stop using the word vagina because it's really offensive? Can you start saying cunt, please? You say that. No, no. <clears throat> there was a woman who I've had in a taxi, can't remember her name, as usual. <laughs> brains out last. She was on this morning with Richard and Judy. Right. American, blonde, what's her name? Oh. Um, One word name, I think her name is. It's, was it Giselle? No, something like that. I, know, I think people out there will know. She was doing a vagina monologue. Yeah, correct. Yes, and she yeah, used, used cunt word, on this exactly, morning. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's interesting you say that. So she's quite, you know, like, so you've got Richard there, yeah. with his nice socks and his flicky hair. Not that I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, going, oh, blah, blah, blah. I can't you've remember. you got some lovely socks, mate. Yeah, thank you. I, have, yeah, I have. But he's there with his flicky hair and, and there's old Judy shaking beside him, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he turns around to her and says, oh, vagina monologue. monologue. Vagina monologues. Right. And she have your vagina. And then she slips in the word cunt. Oh, right. Shock horror. Right, oh, right, right. Really sorry for that. She didn't mean to say that. Woman she meant been, to say it. I yeah, mean... yeah, woman has been in Mickey's cab that we don't know her name. Right? <laughs> I can't remember her name. But it's so interesting you say that. that yeah. Yeah, and I think Jermaine Greer is right in a way. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think, as I say, if you, once you sort of are aware of the specific origins of the words, yeah. then you sort of go... Right, I mean... Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. It's, yeah. and it's, it's, again, it's that whole thing. It's, it's all like dismisses anything that's, you know, like uh, lesbians or, you know, like women that are uh, asexual or whatever. It's, so it's almost saying vagina is for a man. Right. End of. Yeah. So you are a cab driver who drives around London. I do. So you know the names of a lot of places in London. And your favourite 
use of the word cunt comes from a place name in London. That's right, yeah. Uh, there's a, a tiny little street around the back of the Shaftesbury Theatre called Grape Street. Okay, Grape Street. A nice, nice fruit. We like a bit of grapes, don't yeah, we? Yeah, imagine there was like fruit and veg salesmen there. That's yeah. probably where the name comes from. Not a million from. miles from Covent Garden. Right, that's it. That's where you get your grapes from. Grape Correct. Street. Aha, uh-huh. but not. This street was originally called, I think it's Grope Cunt Lane. Right. Yeah, and it was around the 1213th century. Right. I think. And it was to do with like prostitutes. Uh, and it was like they were there just, you know, St. Giles', St. Giles's area of London, right. which yeah. is you notorious. Know, yeah, terrible yeah, area. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is what it was all about. So basically, prostitutes stood there. I haven't read more about it. There was uh, essentially grope cunt lanes all across England. Like oh, a right. lot of towns would have a, a grope lane or a grope cunt lane, all of which now have had the name changed, usually to uh, grape lane yeah. uh, or something uh, similar. But it was almost like a way of designating a space. For prostitution, it was a red light district before people had red lights. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'd know if you were in, yeah. you know, Lincoln, if yeah. you could find Grope Cunt Lane. Yeah, that's you, where you'd go. You know, and and conversely, that's where you'd avoid if you didn't want to uh, get your beans in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or yeah, I'll, I'll see a lady of the night. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently, thing. yeah. But I mean, the one in London is obviously yeah. uh, the a, most famous. A tiny street though. Right, tiny. right. It's a stage door for the Shaftesbury Theatre. Right, right. And it's just a yeah, tiny little street. And but I suppose it would be in terms of, like, I guess if it's tiny and narrow, then there's privacy and, like, you're yeah. away from the main roads. So it'd be interesting back then, maybe you don't know, because obviously the buildings weren't there, it might have been a bit longer. Right, right. Maybe narrow, makes sense. I'd, yeah. I'd, bet, I'd assume there was little alcoves around to where business, because they wouldn't go to someone's house, would they? Be like, no, yeah, it'd be very much yeah. sort of street work at that point. Oh, dreadful. But yeah, that's a, it's an interesting uh, thing that you know, like that the way it, it's being cut back to grape to be acceptable. Even if it was Grope Street, I think people would be like, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Again, that's the beauty of the English language. Change it one letter, yeah, and it suddenly. goes from grope to grape. Yeah, fantastic. And grape shoe sounds nice. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, of course it does. A couple of great appearances uh, for cunt in the British court system. All right, one from 1971, where during the Oz trial for obscenity. You're aware of that? The magazine Oz? No. Felix no. Dennis, um, sort of like punch, private eye, sort of satirical magazine, but had a lot of untoward material for right. the time. A lot of swearing, a lot of nudity, a lot of things um, that just weren't seen as acceptable. So eventually uh, the publishers and the staff were taken to court for obscenity. Prosecuting counsel during the trial asked uh, George Melly, who was one of the writers, no, uh, yeah. he said to George Melly, would you call your 10-year-old daughter a cunt? <laughs> and George Melly replied, no, because I don't think she is. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, yeah. proves the point perfectly, doesn't yeah, it? Like, so. I, No, I wouldn't use that word to yeah. describe any p- woman or yeah. person yeah. because uh, it has a specific meaning for me. Yeah. And my 10-year-old daughter doesn't fall into it. Not because she's 10, not because she's my daughter. Because she's not a cunt. Cunt, exactly. Yeah, so it's quite an interesting uh, thing. More recently, this is only last year, in 2016, uh, the word cunt was used by a judge in a British court. Oh, right. A man's been sentenced to prison for breaching the terms of an ASBO by using uh, racist language. Right. He said to the judge that she was a bit of a cunt. Oh, nice. That's a quote. Lovely. From the man to the judge. He said, you're a bit of a cunt. Yeah. And the judge replied, well, you're a bit of a cunt too. (laughs) Fair play to her. Apparently she got in trouble. What should she do? I mean, give her a medal. Yeah. Like, 
you're supposed to just sit there. It's very similar to the whole situation uh, at football grounds, yeah. where players and managers get like stream of abuse yeah. for you know chunks of the match. Yeah. Uh, but if they turn around and like you know stick two fingers up to the crowd. Mm. People are outraged. Of course. They're just yeah. sort of like, they're fainting. They can't yeah. believe this um, person has responded in such a way. Like, you know, you obviously have to have uh, controlled responses. But a proportionate response. You're a bit of a cunt. You're a bit of a cunt too. Yeah. 1-1. One, one. Fair play. Fair enough. No yeah. one's hurt. Yeah, correct. And like, going feeding back, as we say about the footballers, when, Wayne, when I was giving Wayne Rooney abuse, they beat us 2-1. Absolutely abusing him rotten. Yeah, you know I mean, I, was, I, I got to a stage there. I'm bigger than I am now. I'm still not a slim man myself, but he, I stuck my belly out. I went, "This is your future, Rooney," and all this shaking my belly, right, <laughs> right in the front row, right. I was a bit agitated. I had a couple of points, and he, he, he didn't say nothing. And then when they scored their second goal, he went and he, I was right there. He's about ten foot from me. He just middle finger to me like that, right, looking right. at me, like doing this with the top of his head, which was quite, you know, right, right, right. quite ironic considering he's now a slap head or he's got wheat effects on his head. But yeah, uh, so like, and to be fair, I was still, I was a bit shocked, right. But it was totally warranted. Yeah. Because I was abusing him the whole Absolutely. game. You, you weren't sort of going, well, that's well out of order, no. him saying that. When I was a kid, the word Burke yeah. would turn up in comics oh, yeah, quite yeah. often. Yeah, like yeah. the Beano, the Dandy, Wizard and Chips. Yeah, very common. On TV. Yeah. All the time. You know, and, and Burke is like the softest insult. Of course it is. Like, you know, if, if someone was a Burke... They were just silly. silly That's yeah. all they were. Yeah. It wasn't even like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You're a Burke. There's no way really to say Burke in an aggressive way. Yeah. But apparently, mm. it's derived from... The Barkley Hunt. The Berkeley yeah. Hunt, yeah. Barkley Hunt, Berkshire Hunt, yep. Berkshire Hunt. Yep. So it's an abbreviation of that, which is Cockney rhyming slang for... for cunt. Right. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like the gentlest way yeah. to say... The most aggressive word that we have. Yeah. Remarkable. And again, the, this is the flexibility of language. This is the beauty yeah. of language where we sort of find a way to still say it. Yeah. Even and if we can't say it. And it goes back to, I don't want to go off track here, but the, more, uh, the market porters and market traders using slang word amongst each right. other to stop when, whenever the uh, governing body come down. Yeah. They could talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly it. And yeah. that feeds into that, doesn't it? That there's people writing comics and, and cartoons who don't know this, so it just shows you how much that word has fallen through the language over the years. It was down to the schoolyard. Exactly. But it's sort of like some, someone's heard it, oh, it's all right, Burke, yeah, well. Yeah. And they can just write like it Like if I was at school yeah. uh, as a kid and someone called you a Burke or you called someone a Burke and the teacher heard you, they'd be like, uh, this is fine, that could have been, that could have yeah. been nasty. Yeah. yeah what, what, Turns what, out. Yeah, exactly. Sir, so he should have called me a fucker. <laughs> He's actually called me a cunt without me knowing. <laughs> It's true, don't it? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And then you can, you can, you know. The flip side, of course, yeah. of the way language works and the way that swear words can disguise themselves or appear in odd places is the Scumfort problem. Oh yes, where people who lived in Scumfort, yeah, or I think Scumfort County Council had a lot of trouble getting email addresses. Yeah, understandably so, yeah. Because? Yeah, because it, it had a f- four out of the first five letters spell cunt. Yeah. Apparently, and this is one that hadn't occurred to me, but again, it's the beauty of languages, looking at how these words are made up. But um, a lot of web filters will block out the word socialism. All right. Because... Go on. C-I-A-L-I-S... All right, yeah. ...spells... Kialis or Cialis, yeah, right, yeah. some sort of 
version of Viagra, which okay. is very popular in spam emails. Okay. So spam filters will often just sort of go C-I-A-L-I-S, block it. But if you're typing about socialism, they're like, whoa! Yeah, can't do that. Yeah. yeah. See, it's Tory government stuff. So. <laughs> and also, going back to the, uh, the, the scumfort problem, right. my school had that problem. Oh, right, what was your school? The school, school, like the school motto, like, for any ex-Clapham collegiates out there who are working for £7.20 an hour, which we all are, because it was a shit school. Um, sorry, using the, using the wrong spell. <laughs> um, shit but, isn't uh, full of couple of weeks no, yet. No, no, right, well we're looking forward to shit. Um, <laughs> but it had from Little Acorns Grow Great Oaks, something like that. Right, right, I know right. most people know their school motto and are very proud of it. I can't give a fuck. But in <laughs> Latin, it was Concordia Resvave, yeah. Crest Cunt. Right. So what we used to do was... Scrub out the obviously the first one letter, first word, yeah, second yeah. word, and then just f- four letters and just have cunt on your badge. <laughs> and I remember, Boyd, what does Jimmy do with your badge? <laughs> yeah. All right, get yourself a new badge. Your mother will have to pay for that. £7.50 from Bostocks in Streatham. That's what I'm saying. We always should do it. Right, right. You know what I mean? I remember doing it twice and getting busted once for it, and the second time they think they gave up. Such right, a right, shit right. school, to be honest. <laughs> I thought it was Dudley's College, but it really wasn't. It was nothing new. <laughs> it was a shy school. But, um, yeah, but it just. But obviously, it never occurred to them that it would ever well, be. Well, it must, thing, it must, because that school was going from, I think, about 1890. Right, right. So, you know, as we know, the word cunts about 700 years before. Right, right, right. They could have picked a decent, you know, even then they could have made it up. And you can imagine, like, particularly. If you're dealing with kids, yeah, all over that. Avoid way. it. Yeah, avoid any sort of swear because like that's what they're looking for. Of course, but that's what I'm saying. And to be fair, I've looked it up. But there's a few other schools have got it as well. Right. It weren't just weren't just to my school. It's like obviously quite a, 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 a general saying, isn't it? You know, like acorns grow, oaks, and all that shit. Cunts but, all over the place. Yeah, it's cunts everywhere. There's lots of cunts in my school. Loads of them. <laughs> I think my favourite appearance of the word cunt yeah. in a film is from In Bruges. Right. Scene where uh, Brendan Gleeson sitting across the table from. It's Rafe Fines, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, he does a great. I think he does a great, like, semi posh working class accent in that. Yeah. Didn't. When he. You only hear him on the phone, I had no idea who it was. Yeah, it was as good. Yeah, really And then good. he turns up and you're like, oh, I see him. Tremendous forms. Really good film. Really yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. But let's have a listen to that particular scene now. Lovely. Harry, let's face it. And, and I've been funny. I mean, no disrespect. But you're a cunt. You're a cunt now. You've always been a cunt. And the only thing that's going to change is you're going to become an even bigger cunt. Maybe you have some more cunt kids. Leave my kids fucking out of there. What have they done? You fucking retract that bit about my cunt fucking kids. I retract that bit about your cunt fucking kids. Insulting my fucking kids? That's going overboard, mate. I retracted it, didn't I? Thinking, listening back to Ray Fiennes in that, He's got that almost like air of a 1960s London villain. Definitely, yeah. So he's yeah. A, yeah, a touch of the Alf Ramsey's. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Right. The Alf Ramsey's, there's a thing. With Alf Ramsey, he had elocution lessons. Right, right, right. He came from that sort of Dagenham area. Oh, right. So there's an element of that going on, although obviously he's, he's swearing. You like try anything. to polish it as much as polish, possible. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking of before, and I couldn't think of the person, and that's what I liken him to now. That sort of Alf Ramsey, upper working class. Obviously, he's a thug. But you know right, what I mean? Right, right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's that like sort of polished speech, but he still can't help him. But you know, yeah. My cunt kids. I like, I really, great scene. Great it is scene. Great remarkable. Scene. And they say there's a real, again, there's a humour to it. It's yeah. um, someone being really horrible to someone else, deliberately yeah. provocative, and the other person, it's, it's, it's 
aggression, but there's still a playfulness there. Yeah. There's still a humour to it. Yeah. That even though you're using this, you know, abhorrent word that should never be said, it's still funny. Yeah. It's an amazing it's an amazing scene. And I think in all the way Brendan Gleeson says it obviously I don't want to bang on about our Irishness, but there's a lot of Irishness in us. And how many times you've been in a pub and you've heard that? <laughs> you're a cunt. You're a cunt. I tell you, you're a cunt. It's true, don't it? Yeah, yeah. And then there might be a punch up, but I'd say nine times out of ten there won't be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I've got a mate who lives in over in Clare called Gilly. He's no, he's a bloke, Gilly, and uh, he, he would call me a cunt all night. Honestly, <laughs> but the thing is, by the end of it, you're not immune to it. You yeah, know yeah. he's doing it, but yeah, it yeah. there's nothing. There's no harm in it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening there. Although. Well, I, think, I think, to be fair, he's right when he calls his kids a cunt. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where it's Come on, like, you, know, you know, you can call me what you like, yeah. but don't cross that. And it is, it is that context where he's like, when he's saying, you're a cunt, he's, doesn't, he's not agreeing, but inside you can tell he's nodding. He's like, have some more cunt kids. Or, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you, we yeah. have a relationship, it, yeah. you know enough about me to know this case. Don't be saying that about, and it is, it's almost like the George Nelly thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, because they're not. No, they're so not. You can't, like, yeah. You're not allowed to call them that. There's a possibility they could have been, but they're not. By using that same word, it goes from labelling, labelling, labelling to offensive. Yeah. Just by, by changing the context. Just yeah. by saying, well, those are people who aren't that, and by calling them that, then you cross the line. Yeah, you've overstepped that mark. It's true. Time now for another great moment in swearing. And this is an appearance by the popular, at the time, musical combo Five Star. Yeah, went popular on... with me, Steve. <laughs> Some people loved them. Yeah. On Going Live, yeah. uh, a children's TV show that went out Saturday morning. So let's have a listen to that now. Okay, Elliot, what's your question? I'd like to ask five star where they're so fucking crap, they're fucking Thanks very much, Elliot. Nice Bye. to hear from you. I'm sure Tammy would have made a lot more sense. Let's move on to line three. Have you got a sensible question? I might be right and I might be wrong. I don't know. Who knows? But I get the thing. Them phones that they're holding to their ears. There's nothing coming through them. Right, it's just props. Yeah, so I get the feeling the shock value for Sarah Green is not only has it gone out on national television, to, you know, I'd say a pretty big audience. Yeah, yeah, well, there's only like two or three channels at that point. Exactly, so. and you've got all the kids in the, in the in the studio. I think that she's got so much going on. And fair, I think she handles that really well. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously there's some sort of 15-year-old kid who's been wound up to do it. This you know is the thing, like, strictly speaking, we've called this a great moment in swearing, and it's not great swearing. All the other examples we've had this evening where we're looking at Things like the Coen Brothers, David yeah. Mamet, um, in Bruges, like these are all scenes that you swear in really well, and it's really sort of beautifully laid out. And whereas this is just a kid shouting a swear down the phone, yeah. And even then, he doesn't. Given the fact that he's like, he's like, um, you know, why are you so fucking crap? Yeah. Why are you backing out on the second swear? Yeah, because he knows. I think he realizes what he's done. Yeah, but like, it, it's odd though, isn't it? To yeah, sort yeah. of go. In for a penny, in for a pound. Why yeah. so fucking shit? Yeah, yeah. But, and even like the strangulated way he presents it, like it's clumsy choice of swearing. It's a yeah. clumsy presentation. So strictly speaking, yeah. it's bad swearing. Yeah. But you get huge points for the fact. It's like Life quarter to ten yeah. on a Saturday morning. Yeah. It's, Just it's, kids. Yeah. And, you know, five star. Again, like if it's the word and it's like, you know, Half ten yeah. on a Friday Enough night, it, yeah. and like Lemmy's on the phone. Yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't care. Yeah, Sean Ryder. Like, yeah, exactly. Like five star. Don't I can't imagine them swearing. No, me either. No, Stedman's not swearing, is he? No, he's not doing it at all. Bless him. I don't think he wipes his bum. Um, <laughs> but what would you call them, Steve? If you had the opportunity to swear at them down the phone at that point? Yeah. 
I really liked Five Star at that point. I think. Oh, I, I didn't. I was too Did old. You not? No, what I would have called him, I think it's a nice one. Anyone you don't like that, great. It isn't fuck. You share a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is my ultimate favourite. Question Five Star. Why is that? But yeah. as you say, yeah. massive respect for Sarah Green there. Yeah, she doesn't always... get flustered. Nah. And also, it's a great response as well because she just deflates it immediately. Yeah. She goes, oh, it's a shame. We couldn't hear you. you know, she yeah. just won't. Just fronts it completely. Yeah, and we've got, accept... got a sensible question. Yeah, and we've got any decent questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mickey Boyd from uh, South London. <laughs> yeah, five star. Why do you share a cunt? <laughs> all right, are we screening these calls <laughs> yeah. at all? Because they're all getting through. <laughs> so yeah, like, and even five star just sort of like seem a bit shocked and just sort of. Ca- so yeah, really professional work. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of kids in the studio don't even know what's going on. But yeah, probably not. Probably the bangs of live TV, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably give the kids a load of rittling or whatever. It's stuff to knock them out. It's odd. You'd imagine after that, maybe they put a delay on it because I guess I don't know. We think of sort of like viral culture yeah. as much more of an internet thing. Yeah, but, but why wasn't everyone doing that? Well, there was but one, we, wasn't there? There was a kid uh, again. Not our, uh, we can go on this in later things, but I'll, uh, there was a kid in my school claimed his cousin. Insulted Matt Bianco, and I'm sure we'll cover that. Uh, but yeah, he, he claims it was his cousin that, that done what that. What did he that. say to Matt Bianco? I know that someone rang up and said something to Matt Bianco. Uh, yeah, he said, I think, I think, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, you're a bunch of wankers. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah so if it was Shara Cunts, I'd say, yeah. you know, call the cops, we've got a suspect right here. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mum wouldn't let me near the phone, she had a bloody lock on it. <laughs> I could be there, I'll be there doing it to nothing. <laughs> Your mum's like, after all you said to five star, there's no way I'm letting you Yeah, you can get the fuck away from it. Yeah, Elliot Fletcher is an yeah. interesting one, isn't it? Like, yeah. where is he now? What's yeah. he doing? What's he doing now? He's probably running the BBC or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll round things up now with uh, our first entry into the Swearing Hall of Fame. Right, lovely. So we'll have, obviously, great moments in swearing, other favourite moments in swearing dotted throughout the episodes. Yeah. But the Swearing Hall of Fame, you've kind of got to make swearing a hallmark of the work. It's got to be integral to the work. It's got to be something where you have sworn well and you have created and built something that yeah. relies on swearing. Yeah, yeah. And I think our first entrance have done that. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Would you like to... Uh... Name them, Stephen. We're going to put Derek and Clive well, well into the swearing hall of fame. Well done, Stephen. I'll tell you, a, a, a more noble entry you couldn't wish to ask. <laughs> so, for people who aren't aware, they are comedic alter egos for uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Yeah. Who, as far as I understand, obviously, this is before our time. This yeah. is uh, the 60s going into the 70s. They're touring the States... And they're doing their, their sort of live show, but they're also doing these sort of almost secret recording sessions. They go into studios and just like unleashing yeah. their id <laughs> yeah, yeah. directly yeah. onto tape and just come out with outrageous stuff. Yeah, brilliant. But well, see what again, this again, it's the class thing, yeah. They've got these these poshos, right? I've got more <laughs> scope than we have, and it feeds into the Ray Fines thing as well. Right. Very hard for one of us to do a posh bloke swearing. Right, right, right. It right. would look silly. It would yeah, look like yeah, a, yeah. a stereotype twat. Right, for want right, of a better right. word, yeah. But with them, you they're quite plausible. Yeah. As is Ray Fines. Right. They're plausible, and you actually sit and in the end, you watch them, and you think. It's Derek and Clive. It's not Peter right, Cook. It's right, not Daddy. Right, it's right. Derek and Clive. You actually feed it. You know, like you ever heard the album The Horn? 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, there's... Which one? I mean, I think the most famous one is... this. Is it, was it This Man Comes Up To Me? No, I've not heard that, have I heard that one. No. It's, it, it's the one yeah. where... <laughs> the other day, some bloke came up to me. What, and honey nearly? No, no. I don't know who it was. And he said, you come. Yeah. I said, what? He said, you can't. Yeah, yeah. And you replied, you fucking can't. I said, can't. Uh, no, well, not straight away. I said, you can't. Yeah, I said, yeah, you know. yeah. And then he what said, he come back with? He come back, he says, he said, you fucking can't. You he said, you joking. call me a cunt. He said, you he, fucking can't. Yeah. He said, you call me a cunt, you fucking can't. I said, you, I said, you fucking can't. I should hope so, you fucking can't. I, I said, you fucking can't. I said, you fucking come here and call me a fucking cunt. I should say I so. Said, you, I said, you can't. And it is... <laughs> This incredible act of repetition. <laughs> yeah. It is, you know, as I say, the earlier examples where we looked at, you know, punctuating and using the, the, the swearing very deliberately within the context of larger words and building, you know, scenes and stories and characters out of it. Not here. No. This is very deliberately about, but just the intonation. Yeah. Like Dudley Moore tells a story through the repetition with just different emphasis on things. It's very so, clever. And also, he, I, you know, he said, he, he said to me, you can't. I said, you can't. <laughs> fuck you. He said, he, he said to me, he said, you can't. I said, you fuck. And it is this thing where it is a, almost like a stream of consciousness. Isn't yeah, I it? think, I think, listen to like Pinterest. Yeah, yeah. I reckon they've sat in, obviously, Peter Cook was a massive pisser. Right. right, and obviously Derek, Dudley Moore weren't shy of a lot. Right, wasn't. right, right. So I get the feeling they're probably sitting in pubs all over the shop and just listening, listening, listening. And I think they're, they're taking a bit of that on board. And obviously... There's an interesting backdrop to the whole thing as well, where as they're doing this show, as they're recording these albums, their careers are yeah. going off in very it's different trajectories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Peter Cook is stalling, hampered by his, his drinking, his own sort of, you know, personal issues. Yeah. Whereas Dudley Moore's becoming... Yeah, this massive Hollywood star. Incredible. Sex symbol. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Like discrepancy between the, the, the two of them in terms of where they're, they're heading. And you get these sessions supposedly to sort of like bond them together, yeah. but also just illustrating the chasm between them. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's a famous bit where at one point Peter Cook just starts talking about cancer. Knowing that Dudley Moore, I think, lost his father's cancer, you know, oh, right. quite recently. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. So he, uh, but Dudley Moore has to play along yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're in character and they're doing the bit. So it's interesting to sort of see that, although it's it's comedy and a lot of it's playful, it, there is vitriol. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of venom behind a lot of this. Not necessarily directly when they're throwing at one another, but they're not, you know, the best of you. We talked earlier about how. If you are friends, you can say anything to each other. Yeah, yeah. And with this, it's almost like we are friends. We can say anything to each other is the, the, the base for it. But that's not necessarily the truth of the situation. Well, so I think knowing that now and going back and listening to them, it's a fascinating yeah. document yeah. of these two comedians and their relationship. And especially with Peter Cook, to my mind, he was a genius, wasn't he? He really yeah. was. He was yeah. funny as fuck. Yeah. And then you've got Dudley Moore, who really for a long time held up his coattails. But also, like, it's an interesting thing, like, as we were growing up, like, Dudley Moore was was naff. Yeah. Wasn't he? Like, yeah, that, and, yeah. you know, I'm very deliberately not using the swear word there because yeah. naff. Yeah. He, he was a burk. Yeah. It's that thing. <laughs> well, where, you know what I mean? You're, well, you're, not, swear word. you're not angry enough 
No. You'd sort of go, you'd never, when I was a kid, you'd never sort of go, uh, well, he's an arsehole. No. He's a prick. No, he he's wasn't. A no, that's right, yeah. He was just like, oh, he's a... Uh, he's like middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just naff. He's yeah. a, you know, uh, he's, you know, he's a burke. He's silly. He's a, he, inconsequential. Yeah. Whereas Peter Cook was edgy. Was, but yeah, was Dangerous. was like, and was almost like this sort of lost figure to comedy. Yeah. Where he sort of like flitted in out, you know, very much talking about our generation in the 80s. Yeah. Um, gets those moments with like Clive James and uh, yeah, Chris what, Morris in the 90s. Yeah, but that was the trouble. He became like a doyen of the chat show, didn't he? Yeah. And that's yeah. a shame because as, much, as great as he was, there was so much more to him. But I suppose for him it was comfortable. Yeah. It was just that it was a steady income, but it was so much more he could have given. But all the time. But, he but also, have... he gave us private eye. So, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. If, if that was your only legacy. Yeah, true enough. But also, as I say, he shares the legacy of Derek and Clive. This, yeah. like, you know, legendary piece of, of cult comedy that could yeah. never be mainstream in or successful in not any then. sort of financial no. way. Yeah. No, and even not then, especially not. But that's, that's, the, that's the, well, that's the gift they gave us, wasn't it? Yeah. It's what opened the door. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a thing where just the existence of these albums would have done so much to sort of loosen the rigours of, of censorship. You'd imagine, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, definitely. Influential on comedians and like a thing where you can't ignore, you know, you know, comedy purely on the basis of its content. You have to sort of look at what's being done and, and why. So we'll wind things up there. See you later, Mickey, you cunt. <laughs> See you later, Steve, you fucker. This show is a Holdfast Network production. Go to holdfastnetwork.com for other programs you may enjoy.